Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is Jason Burns, and you are listening to The Dogs Podcast. For fans, by fans. With your host, Blake Rineker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Jason All. And remember, Browns fans, never doubt six. I can't do this. <laughs> Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. If you'd like to get your intro in on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. As you can see, we got everybody back today myself, Zach. Justin and Jason over here. That's right. <laughs> that was an awesome intro. Yeah. It sounded like the guy who like uh, who does movie previews. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the scary movie. Was, yeah, yeah. I know. I was I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll reach out to him for some voiceovers. Yeah, if if he can get my name right. That was right. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he won't be back. So I'm glad you got one in. <laughs> that was. Uh, this week we're going to try a little different format instead of doing you know another hour and a half long episode for you guys we're going to be dropping two episodes this week this episode we're going to review the Texans game in the second episode we will preview the Bears game and do our game picks before we get into the Texans game remember to check us out on Facebook Instagram Twitter and TikTok if you're watching on YouTube remember to like and subscribe as well as tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode if you're listening on Apple make sure to leave us a review that goes for Spotify and Google um, that helps us out. Lastly, if you're looking for some more Browns or Dogs content, and you just like hanging out with us, head to jointhedogs.com to become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. The fantasy leagues are going well. I'm 2-0. Uh, everybody seems to be having a good time. Every game day is a fun time. So come join us on the Patreon, jointhedogs.com. Just come hang out with us and have some fun. Dogs off the leash. 
is the road. So, big win yesterday, home opener. When was the last time we won a home opener? Has it been recent, or was this the first one in a while? Didn't we win the home opener last year? Did we? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just seems great. like we always lose yeah. at the beginning, so I'm not okay, sure. Okay, so last year we lost to Baltimore on the road. Yes. And then we came home, and I th- we beat Cincinnati, right? Wasn't Did that we beat two? Cincinnati week two? That is true. Okay, and it was, it was a close night. one. Yep. yep. So, first time in a year that we've won our home <laughs> open. <laughs> When's uh, the last time we won two in a row? Two seasons in a row. Probably a long time. Yeah, that's a better Since we were all young whippersnappers. (laughs) So we won 31-21. Honestly, probably didn't go the way we expected or the way we liked. Um, There was some good things. We're going to get into the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, Ten-point win in the NFL I don't think is anything to scoff at. You know, most times I think the average margin of victory in the NFL is less than five points. Something like that. So to get a double-digit win, is it's still nice. Um, so let's just focus on the good. The good is we scored 31 again, and we are, I think, the sixth-ranked offense, or at least scoring offense in the league right now. So that's good. That is good. That's- and I, I will shout out real quick. Kenny Mack from Ottawa uh, messaged me yesterday morning before the game and said, let's go Browns 31-20. That's pretty I said, Dude, pretty you close. were close. <laughs> yeah. close. By the way, speaking of Kenny Mack, I can't wait till we can go to Canada and drink with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it took a little bit, you know, I think we kind of came out flat, but the run game eventually started to get going. I saw Nick Chubb nominated for the FedEx ground player of the week. Only 11 carries, but 95 yards and a touchdown in his eighth straight game. Nick Chubb is so much fun to watch. Yep. 8.6 yards per carry yesterday. Yeah, he was, he was killing it, the dude. I mean, and he just, you know, I know he fumbled week one and everything, and that was kind of a, a disappointment, especially on the area of the field where he fumbled and the point in the game and all that. But, I mean, he's just so reliable. He's awesome. And I know it sounds like not a lot, only 11 carries. Cream Hunt actually outcarried him with 13, but only had 51 yards. So, Cream Hunt averaged 3.9 yards per carry. Nick Chubb averaged 8.6. So between the two of them, though, we were averaging five and a half yards per carry, almost six yards a carry between the two of them. We're not running that many plays right now in either game because the defense never gets off the field. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of been the biggest disappointment is our defense when it comes to the Browns. Uh, Baker lit it up 19 to 21. You know, you're not going to, and one incompletion was the interception where, it, I mean, Schwartz, it looked like he stopped on the route and just gave up. Didn't even try to, like, at least fight for it, you know. I'm not saying he catches the football, but at least it's maybe not a breaks pick. it up. Um, and that's the second time we've seen him do that. You know, you could say, oh, it's just a rookie thing, but can't be doing that. Otherwise, he's going to be losing playing time. Uh, you saw, He didn't start. Yeah. DPJ so. started. He didn't start in, I think, you know, you're going to see his playing time dwindle the more mental errors. And I think he has a ton of potential, but Coach Stefanski's gonna he's not going to deal with that. No, you. I mean, you can't have that kind of play. I mean, and then what was the worst part about that? Then Baker goes out and tries to make the tackle. He gets injured. And it yeah. looked pretty worse on <sighs> there for I, a minute. When he was holding his shoulder, I thought he was done. Yeah. I thought he was done. Matthew Stafford us. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was like broken collarbone or separate, dislocated his shoulder or something because it just looked like it was dead. I, I, yeah. I like the effort, Baker, but you're the franchise man. Yeah, you yeah. can't make that. Just, tackle. just get, just get and out. Just get out. I. It's so hard because it was his mistake. I. 
Yeah. You know, he, okay, not yeah. sort of. He threw the interception, so I'm instantly, he's like, I got to go make this tackle. We screwed up. But I agree. That was on Schwartz. I mean, you cannot, and they even showed the replay, and the announcer's like, he broke off the route. I mean, he did. Yep. I mean, he just stopped. Two weeks in a row. I mean, that safety was coming up and just picked it like it was right to him. Yep. Yeah. So, so, can't uh, do that. Um, a bright spot for the Browns offense was Demetric Felton. Yes. I think, obviously, it's a bad thing that we lost Jarvis, which I don't know if you guys saw positive news. They're saying it's not as bad of an MCL strain as, I think, like what Nick Chubb had last year. And they're saying he's kind of week to week, but they're thinking two to three weeks. So that's that's positive mm-hmm. for him to only miss two or three games. Hopefully he can get back um, before that Cardinals game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I will say, like, since we're doing the good stuff, um, the way that the tight ends and the running back stepped up, to replace, you know, we, we don't have OBJ, of course, we never do. And we uh, lost Jarvis early. I mean, what, what was it? A couple of plays, first catch, I felt like first it was drive. The, the so first catch that it was the only catch he yeah. had. I don't know if it was the first play or not, but uh, it was yeah. one of the first it was very plays. early. It was, I think it was, his, it was his only catch. And I yeah. think it was mm-hmm. the first drive. Yeah. So yeah. to, to add to your point, we're out OBJ, we're out Jarvis. So we're, we're down our top two receivers. Whether anybody wants to admit OBJ is number one or not. Right. We're out our top two <laughs> receivers. Like you said then, Harrison Bryant, four catches. He played it probably his best game as a pro, honestly. He stepped up, caught the ball, didn't fumble. Yeah. I mean, those are problems last year. He so. averaged 12.3 yards per catch, four catches for 49 yards. He caught four catches on four targets. Austin Hooper, five catches on 40 yards. And Dovin, David Njoku, two catches on three targets, 18 yards. So the receivers go down. And we we got those tight ends we can we can fall on. They had uh, eleven catches between them. They were over half of Baker's completions. Yep. And yeah, I, I think that you know seeing Felton kind of contribute more this week. I mean, we saw it in preseason where he kind of we were like, this guy's making the team, and we're going to be able to use him. And really, week one we didn't see that off in the offense. You know, with how the game went and everything. But I think that going forward we got to try to find a way to get him involved because he's electric with the football. Yep. He's, got, he he's got breakaway it. speed to where he could just, and he's got the running back shiftiness that yes. can make that one. You're not going to tackle him one-on-one. He's probably getting by that guy and going to get you an extra, you know, five, six yards before the second guy can get to him. So I think that there's got to be a way to write him in to the game plan going forward. I think, uh, the first thing I thought when Jarvis went down, we found out it was going to be a couple of weeks was it's Felton time. Now mm-hmm. I'm looking as long as he's ready. And I, I think at least from what we've seen, he looks ready. I, I think he is going to take that spot in the slot because I don't want to sound negative, but man, we got to pump the brakes on the DPJ hype because yeah, OBJ goes down. Jarvis goes down. We're down. We're, we're down our top two receivers. All we did was hype this guy up all offseason, and he has one catch on one target. Yeah. So talk to me about this. on Just with some DPJ stuff, I haven't seen, like, the replay of it yet, but what's is that a fumble? Because there it looked like it was a, a super it, quick play. I'll tell you what, when the when the replay on TV showed it, it was a fumble. Okay. Because yeah. at first I was like, no way, that's yeah. coming back. It, I thought they were challenging pass. it. I was it was like, super quick. Quiet. It was super quick on live TV that right. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. I was like, 
No, there's no way. I mean, it was bang, bang. And yeah. Go back yeah, and watch it. He legit takes, takes like, a he step, catches looks up field. a step and even tucks. Like, he <laughs> even has an opportunity to tuck oh, a little right. bit yeah. with and two feet down. And then he just got popped, man. That helmet came. And I don't know if I want to blame DPJ, like, completely for that interception because it wasn't like he wasn't securing the ball. The, hel- the guy just put his, his lid right on the ball. Yeah, if his helmet is, like, three inches to the right, it's targeting. Or something, or something. If we're leading with the crown of his helmet, because yeah, I mean, it was a it was a big hit, and the like, and we saw it with the Nick Chubb thing last week. Guy put his helmet er, helmet right on the football fumble. Yep. Kind of the same thing happened to DPJ. But yeah, I will say, I think there was a lot of people saying, you know, he was the best in camp, and he was going to, you know, take a huge step, and he was. I mean, we were talking like. Could he be the wide receiver one, you know, down the road in a couple years when we got some contracts that we have to work out? And I just don't see it uh, right Not now. Not early. No. Not right now. I, I'm going to go on back to Felton, though. Because that wasn't, I know he had a touchdown pass or catch, but I wouldn't really call it. that. It was more of a touchdown run. Yeah. Short so, pass. Close, yeah. Amazing run. I mean, the way. I, I had to I had to keep going back and rewinding. I was like, I'm gonna watch this again, watch this again. I mean, he was making guys miss, breaking tackles. I Jeez. mean, so shifty, and he did it. He did it with the like confidence and like skill set of a veteran. He didn't look like a rookie just trying to make his way. Like he knew what he was doing. He created that play. Yes, it, it literally was like a six yard play that he completely turned Absolutely. into a He's, 33 yard touchdown run. He's so electric with the ball. And you see it even on kick returns and punt returns. Yeah. He yeah. always seems like. He's just this close to breaking it, and one he's going to break one eventually. I'm glad you brought that up because I did make the, a note of that. I just skipped over it here, but like in the return game, I think we got a guy here. I mean, yeah. he is awesome. Yep, he's not going anywhere on that. It's crazy no. too in space. Like we were like, man, he's you know he's really shifty. He's quick. The guy can like break some tackles too. Yeah, like yeah, has so, some moves. He's got some stuff going on. So he was literally. So I have the snap count, you know, pulled up, and he was only on the field three plays for and for the offense. That's so it. And he had and, two catches. And he had two catches. Plays. Yeah. So yep. now we're gonna have to get him a little bit more involved. I think at least putting him on the field, even if we don't target him, because obviously it's almost gonna be that gadget play of all oh, Felton's on the field. They target him eighty percent of the time that he's on the field. Teams will kind of key on key in onto that, and then maybe he's not as successful being used that way but i'm not good at math but if he's on the field for three plays i'm saying and he has two (laughs) targets that's not 80 okay 66 (laughs) percent like close bro okay i'm saying i'm saying if he's on the field only a few plays a game and we target him almost every single time he's on the field teams will key in on that especially in our division i agree but i think i'm looking for him to step up and and get snaps this week kind of how Schwartz got him in week one I think he's going to be a guy I don't want to take the Bears short we're going to do a Bears preview later this week but this is a good chance to get a rookie in and get some run you know oh yeah so because we got some games coming up the Vikings I know they're 0-2 but that that's not going to be a cakewalk the Cardinals is not going to be a cake Cardinals look actually tough yep like yeah and you know and even the Bengals they kind of had a stinker this week but they showed up late, though. They kind of yeah. made a run for it late. They're not going to have. And I tell you what, yeah. we're going to get into the bad. Man, Joe Burrow might have like 600 yards passing against us. <laughs> well, but. before we go to the bad, though, I do want to I, I want to talk about Baker. Yep. Because I saw this stat posted today in the, in the first two games of this season. Baker is 40 of 49 for 82 percent completion. Crazy. That's incredible. And they said after he threw that pick, 
in the game yesterday. He went nine for nine the rest of the game with a hundred yards and a touchdown. Two touchdowns. Well, the rushing touchdown, yes. The rushing touchdown. But the it's the nine for nine. And before he threw that pick, I don't think he had throughout what was it, the whole first quarter. There wasn't one incompletion in the entire game. Both the <laughs> quarterbacks were eight for eight. I mean, Baker, he's he's locked in. He he looks extremely crisp. And if he doesn't throw that pick in week one, we're talking about him as like, look how good Baker Mayfield's playing. Yeah. Which, by the way, Pat Mahomes threw basically the same pick last night that Baker threw in week one that he got butchered Actually, on. even a little worse because yeah. he, he shouldn't uh, have even attempted that throw. No. And he wasn't trying to throw it away. He was trying to complete a pass yeah. to Kelsey. So <laughs> we'll see bad. if the media butchers Mahomes like they are. No, he's still front runner for MVP, man. But 19-21, this isn't a high school game mm-hmm. or Ohio State playing – East Podunk, nowhere state. <laughs> I mean, this is an NFL game against NFL defenses, and he's 19 of 21. But, uh, like, are you really surprised, though? Because, like, we've already seen this. Like, he did it last year against it's, Cincinnati. Like, same exact kind of, maybe a bigger scale last year, but, like. And I think what I, the, the other thing that I think helped after the, uh, after he went out with the injury, he came back in is, even Stefanski came out and said that he altered his play calling to be a little bit more safer with Baker so he wasn't taking hits. I was going to say that. Which, it worked. You know, it's not like we need to go for broke on certain drives. Or I mean, Tom Brady makes a living dinking and dunking his way down the field and winning Super Bowls and never getting hurt, I taking thought, big hits. I thought the offense got a little bit bland after he came back. But again, it was before Stefanski even came out and said that. I said... I think we, we went to a very safe game plan. It was like, okay, let's just come out here, take out, take care of business and get out of here. Let's get everybody healthy because he only threw nine passes after that. He only attempted 21 passes in the game. Um, and I don't think that's the game plan. I think we're going to throw more than run. Well, even last week was only, what was it, 28 pass attempts? So the thing is, I know the Browns didn't run a lot of plays, and we'll get into that with our defense on that side of the ball, but we also score quickly. You know, we don't need, you know, eight, nine, ten play drives to score. No, even though even though we're not hitting 80-yard bombs, we're still doing it in four to six play yeah. drives. So I actually made this point. I had to tweet Cowherd, you know, because <laughs> he likes to watch games <laughs> and not say anything about the Browns until – we do something that where we mess up, and then all of a sudden he'll jump on and post a video and be like, see, I told you so. Baker sucks. The Browns aren't going anywhere. <laughs> but he didn't watch the first three quarters. I said this, kind of how I wanted to see a drive out of Baker last week. I thought this was a moment, like a kind of like a grow-up moment for him. Nothing's going well in this game. We come out flat. The offensive line's getting pushed around. Mm, yeah, We're not running the ball well. Uh, your number one for that game gets hurt. You already came in down OBJ. You get hurt because a rookie breaks off a route and you throw a pick, and then all you do is come back and go nine nine and score two touchdowns and lead us to a ten point win. That I mean, that's the kind of thing. If anybody else around the league does that, it's it's leading Sports Center every hour. <laughs> yep. And old Browns would have found a way to lose this game for sure. Absolutely, it was definitely one of those games. It's like we're, we're going to blow this, but Baker is. I know we say this a lot, but I just. How tough is this guy? I mean, he is a tough dude. And he's the franchise, but I think in the back of his mind, he doesn't want to see anybody else playing quarterback for the Browns because what if he does good? And it's this, Tom Brady says that, you know, I, I was watching an interview um, when Garoppolo was there, 
and it was Garoppolo's turn to go in in practice, Tom Brady would be like, no, I want another rep. And he would take it. And they asked him <laughs> why. And he was like, because in this league, you don't want to see anybody else doing your job. And then they do it good. Because now all of a sudden, there's question marks. So yeah. I, I think that's good on Baker. He, he doesn't want to give up this job. We don't want him to give up this job. Um, but that, that, that was a big moment for Baker to come out and lead us that win. And two years ago, we lose this game. Oh, big time. We lose this big game two time. years ago. Well, I mean, in all honesty, could we have lost this game if Tyrod Taylor that came back I out in the I third quarter? I don't think we win that game. I mean, Tyrod, we made him look like I think we he's still, the second coming of Michael Vick. I think we still win because I think we don't go to the conservative game plan on offense. If, well, and, if and you say conservative, and you say we went to conservative after the injury, our conservative calling went touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, and then we punted with a minute 40 left. So we scored on almost every drive where we were playing conservative. <laughs> but it, it w- you have to admit, watching, it was very bland compared yeah, it to It was very before. boring compared to like what yeah. we saw last week. Yes. But the thing, going to your point on Tyrod, you know what, I'll save that for the for the what went wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Tyrod looked good. Yeah. Um, well, you got me off track. What was I going to say? There's one more thing I wanted to say. Um, I don't remember. You guys <laughs> well, well, okay. I, do we have anything on the offensive side of the ball still we want to talk about, uh, for the good stuff? I did, but I don't remember. Well, we can bounce back. <laughs> I want to highlight and you, cause this goes to what you've been saying this whole past week is Grant Delpit needs to get in a freaking game. Yeah. And uh. he did. Yeah, Grant Delpit looked good. He showed up. For never playing in the NFL before, never stepping on the field in a game, the dude looked pretty good to me. I thought he killed Davis Mills. I did too, man. Especially live. In the replay, it wasn't quite as bad. He hit him more, like he didn't launch into him, which was actually It was was just a legit... Like four and tap, man. He I wish live, he would have launched into live. him. I want to see somebody. I mean, I just want to well, see that. Well, he didn't seem com- I mean, He snuck right around the, the end there yeah. and just clean shot. He's looking to the left. He hits him from the right. Oh, my gosh. I thought live he launched like the shoulder into his gut, and I was like, he just killed that guy. <laughs> he just blew up that dude. It did look bad. It, and then I watched it, and he was like, he almost kind of, I don't want to say pulled up, but he didn't kill him. He could have killed him. He yeah. could have. Murdered Davis Mills. <laughs> Justin yeah. would have witnessed a murder live. <laughs> yeah, Grant Delpit looked good, you know, albeit it's versus the Texans, so we'll see how he does kind of moving forward. But, I mean, it was nice to finally see him on the field. I mean, this is all we've heard about for the last two yep. seasons of this guy's a star, you know, if he can just stay healthy. And the problem is you just don't Never know, did. can yeah. he stay healthy? He, um, that's the thing. The Not even the fact that he played so well. He's not hurt right now. He played in a whole NFL a whole game. whole game. He made it. Tackled people. Yes. Yep. And yep. he's still healthy to play next week. Knock on yes, wood. As of now. You know as what I mean? And, and to me, like, that's what I wanted to see. I want, yeah. Is this guy made of glass? It, what's going to happen if he tackles in somebody? Is he just going to fall apart? Poof, into I dust? did see at one point where he was, he was uh, like, moving his hand around. He had John Johnson come over and, like, shake his hand and try to, like, I don't know if he got a stinger or something. Like, Put all his fingers back in his socket. Because <laughs> I, I saw that because it was, I think there was a timeout or something, and they were over in the huddle, and they were, like, trying to work on his hand. And I'm like, oh, is he going to be hurt now? Like, come on. But. Maybe they had a Chinese finger trap or something over there. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, safety-wise for the Browns this week, John Johnson played all 61 snaps out there 100% of the time. Um, he played a bunch of snaps last week. He went out with a mild injury kind of a thing, went back to the locker room. So that was the only 
plays he missed last week. So I like that we're seeing that out of him, that he's on the field consistently. Um, and then we also, Delpit played 26, so he's only out there 43% of the time. Harrison um, was out there 87% of the time. So it's almost like Delpit gets thrown out there when we want that three safety type of yeah. a look. Um which I would love Delpit to be a guy that is versatile enough to be up by the line of scrimmage, to be that guy that can get after the quarterback or, you know, take a tight end or a running back, something in coverage where we're not just hiding him back there 25 yards from scrimmage mm-hmm. and just putting him as our deep cover man. What did you guys think of Ronnie Harrison this week? Because I... He didn't I, push a coach. <laughs> I, I thought that he played a, a decent game and because I, I noticed things on the field that I thought, man, if we'd have had that last week, you know, it might have been a little bit different story against the Chiefs, you know, in the second half. Yep. Defending them, but you know, yeah, it is I what mean, it is. But he's always a guy that tends to be uh around where a play like gets busted or something. There was like a couple plays where there was like guys wide open and he's like the guy that has to track them down. Yeah. And Last week, we were missing that at times of, hey, Hill's wide open and he's just running scot-free, yeah. you, know, for, yeah. you know, or Kelsey. So he seems to always be that guy that's like in the right place, you know, sometimes at the wrong time to have to cover somebody else's mistake. Um, but definitely a big thing getting him back out there. But there's a lot still to work on. Well, when it comes oh, to the one one other guy I want to highlight real quick, too, is Greg Newsom. Yeah. Um, there was a play, I forget what quarter it was. I think it was second half, just egregious pass interference play. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Just, yeah. Sideline. Yeah. Just it was bad. Didn't even try. It was so blatant. It was stupid. But he came back and played tough. And there was another play, I think it wasn't too long after that, where he played pretty good pass defense mm-hmm. on Brandon Cooks. And I was like, okay, see, so the rookie makes a mistake, but it's not haunting him. I mean, they talked about his mental toughness, his maturity. And then he went out there and played some solid D, you know, after that, so yeah, and there's a respect I think there kind of for Newsom because he is not targeted like other rookie cornerbacks that He's are not, in the league. Not so far, you know. You see, if you're watching, you know, multiple games on Sundays, and they're like, ah, oh, there they are attacking the the rookie, you know, trying to going yeah. after him early, and you don't see that really with Newsom. To be honest, they went after Ward it's, right uh, away. It's <laughs> in, if you look at the PFF grades, Greg Newsom had a seventy point two grade. Okay. Just Next good. highest coverage grade was Denzel Ward at 57.5. And it a putrid 31.6 is Greedy Williams. That's what I was going to say is because you were saying how on the other games they're talking about, hey, they're targeting these rookie corners and everything. There's a reason that, I mean, we've got a, what, third-year cornerback on this team. And Greedy, or uh, Delpa, or geez, I can't even get the name right. Newsom got okay. the spot yep. over Greedy well, to start the season, both healthy. So... There's got to be a reason for that too, and I think we're seeing it play out. Yeah, and and greedy. I think greedy's going to start to find, unless you know somebody gets hurt or something, because this is back to back games where Denzel and um, Newsome. Newsome. Jeez, got to get that. I know, right. I Thanks, you. Josh. Uh, <laughs> they played both of them played 98 percent of the snaps, so they both played 60 out of 61 snaps. Uh, and then Troy Hill is always seems to be working himself into always that slot role. Now where we were like, oh, maybe we could see Greedy kind of being used there. No, Troy, it ain't happening. Troy Hill's coverage grade was 45. <laughs> so not much better, but at least it was better than Greedy. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was 83 against the run. 
But man, we need our cover guys to cover it. We'll get into the bad. Yeah. Any, any other good stuff we want to talk about? <laughs> like, like I said, we came out, we scored thirty-one points. We scored twenty-eight. What twenty-eight in week one, right? Or 20, 29? 29. 29, 31, yeah. 29. So we're, six, yeah, right. we're the sixth score, uh, highest scoring team right now in the league. And we've done it without our number one receiver and our number two receiver went down in the first play of this game. Pretty much right where we left off last season. In Baker shredding teams. <laughs> yes. 80-some percent completion percentage. And people are going to look at the stat line and say, oh, he has a, one touchdown and two picks in two games. Neither well, pick the pick is- last week didn't really – I mean, come on. he was. Tra- I think he was trying to throw out of bounds. Either way, it was late in the game. He was trying to make something happen. And yesterday, it was 100% on the receiver. Yeah. 100%. 100% on the receiver. And one of the biggest knocks on Baker has been in his NFL career is his accuracy of his completion percentage. Everybody, Which oh, is you know, crazy. he can put up numbers, but he's completing 61% of his passes. Well, not anymore. I think he's, yeah. he's way above that right now. Yes. The, the good quarterbacks in this league these days, it's upper 60s. Yeah. 67, in, 68. That's yeah. your top tier. Yes. Baker's in the 80s. Yeah. Through two weeks. And I want to say the the touchdown run that Baker had. I mean, Baker's more athletic than people might think. And the one thing I loved about that was he had a guy, I think it was a safety or somebody, like facing him. And it was a quick pump fake to corner the end zone. Mm -hmm. Froze that guy just enough that he could get right into the end zone. It's like, see, Baker's so aware of his surroundings, right? I mean, just that little pump fake is what freed him to be able to walk right in. Well, and I think it's a testament to Baker, too, is he's fit and in shape this year and he was you know last year too but this looks like the best shape he's been in since college yeah. this year. oh i think so too and in year two with freddie when he struggled he wasn't running for that touchdown Ew. no because that extra 25 pounds of cheesecake it was holding him <laughs> out you know and, and, but he 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 learned from that and he looks quick and athletic again I'm, i still don't want him running read option no, but he looks athletic enough that he can get on the perimeter if he needs to. He can manipulate the pocket. We're not seeing jittery feet Baker anymore. Yeah, he's stepping up into the pocket confidently and throwing. And he's going through his reads. Yes. I mean, he's just yeah. He's a guy that always plays without like no fear. Yeah. Like you'll even see it on times where he'll lower a shoulder on a run and like I think we saw it last week against the Chiefs. He did that like to a linebacker. No, we don't want that happening. Obviously. Not even a little bit. Or did you, you know, see the Schwartz reverse yesterday? Yes, he's out there blocking, throwing his shoulder into guys. I'm yeah, like, so I like <laughs> I like that uh, I like that part of Baker, but also um, obviously we don't want to see him run. But if you look at the elite kind of top tiered quarterbacks in the league, they all have that aspect that on like a third and short, you have to account that they could scramble and run for the first down. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that we have that aspect a little bit with Baker because I think there are some times where we're like I mean I would um, could he have ran for a first down does he have to try to force a pass in there type of a thing you see Mahomes do it you see Lamar Jackson obviously Josh Allen Dak Dak Prescott Danny Dimes can run for first down so I think that having that ask Kyler Murray you got to be worried about that as a defense instead of like oh no this slow white guy ain't gonna run on us yeah we'll just drop eight Right. Yeah. So real quick before we go to the next one, your kicker update for the week. This goes into the good. Chase McLaughlin was one of one <laughs> from 30 and he was four or four extra points. So, hey, no missed kicks. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, before we get into what went wrong, I want to remind you guys about Symbol. Symbol, the stock market for sports. You get on there, symbol.com backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and you play the stock market for sports. You buy shares of teams, say, for example, the Browns, buy a share of the Browns. As they do well, hopefully, 
more people buy into them, their stock price goes up, you make money. Another way you can make money, every time they win, instant cash deposit into your account. More shares you buy, more money you win on wins, and the higher their stock price goes up, you win more money. It's a buy low, sell high. It's essentially Robin Hood only with sports teams, so it's actually interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another cool thing about Symbol is they have pick three leagues, and these are completely free. We have our own pick three league. I'm doing awful in it. I think I'm one in five right now. You get on there, and there all the games are slated. You pick three games against the spread. We whoever has the most points at the end of the year is going to win a Browns a free Browns jersey because enough of you guys joined our league to qualify us for that. We had to get fifty. I think we're pushing sixty now. So good job to you guys. Free Browns jersey is part of it now whoever wins is going to get that we can't win it so head to symbol.com backslash dogs d-a-w-g-s if you're going to put money and play the stock market make sure you use that promo code to get 10 free dollars if you're just going to play the pick them you're going to go to join slash create league find the dog podcast league join it start making your picks and like i said we're two weeks in and i only have one so you got plenty of time to make up ground if you haven't been in it yet the leader is rob miller 13 with six and after that, there's just two people with four and then a bunch with three. So, so it's still very much If you get alive. in and make all three of your picks correctly this week, you're in the running. I mean, already. So, Yep. That's symbol.com backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. All right. And then we also want to ask you guys, is your wood letting you down the same way Joe Woods is letting us down? If your oh game balls need an upgrade, look no further than Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming. Just head on over to manscaped.com, enter promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for 20% off your order plus free shipping. This deal is even more mind-blowing than a wide-open Brandon Cooks. The brand-new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock, and it gives you the ability to turn on and off the 4,000K LED spotlight uh, when you need a more precise shave. And did I mention it's also waterproof? So when the Browns are Super Bowl's champs, they can enjoy a nice trim during the celebratory ice baths. So go ahead, show off your chub with pride the way the Browns show off theirs with Manscaped. Well done. Did you write that or did they send that to us? I wrote it. Nicely done. In the doghouse. Let me say something to you as a friend. You suck. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about Tom Brady and the Manscaped anymore. Like, <laughs> let's, let's browns this up a little bit. So we're going to get into what went wrong in this game. Obviously, it's kind of nice. We've reached the point in our fandom that we can complain about wins. A couple of years ago, this was not something we could do, but we think we're a good enough football team now that, you know, we can win and not play well. And we're going to talk about those things too. Obviously, I think, you know, first thing that didn't go well is Jarvis got hurt. So that sucks. Luckily, yes. we already talked about it. he's going to be back in two to three weeks. Hopefully, team answered. We still got the win, but obviously, that's a big negative. Somebody's going to have to step up. I will say the first negative before we even get to the defense, we came out flat. And, and I get that. Week one has been had been being talked about for months. It was like the premier off-season matchup to talk about. It's uh, 425, you know, it's a nationally televised game. Everybody was into it, and it was an emotional loss where we thought we should have won. It went down to the wire. So then to then, this is almost like a trap game where we're coming home, we're playing a team that we think we should steamroll, and, you know, it's just kind of hard to get it up for that. But it being the home opener, I didn't think we would fall into that trap. No, but I do think you saw some of this throughout the NFL this weekend where, you know, week one, you've got months to prepare for that opponent. 
week two, you're back to, I got six days to get ready to go for these guys. So, I mean, like Dallas comes to mind, you know, they came out and they played the Bucks tough and almost won and put up a ton of points. And then they went to LA to play and, and they should have lost. Yeah. Yeah. Should have lost. They didn't look as good. The Chargers I mean, chargered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, new coach, new coach, yeah. same, same outcome. Well, yeah. Herbert, the MVP front runner. Right? Yeah. I agree with you though, Blake. It's kind of surprising like for like a Kevin Stefanski coach team like that to sure. just come out. Well, and, you, and the line was 12 and a half. So, so that we were reading our own newspaper clippings a little, and you yeah. know, Stefanski knew this might be an issue because he was putting up posters around the facilities that said Browns on one Texans a one and oh. So he knew, you know, that that could kind of creep into our mind and he was trying to fight that. But sometimes human nature, it's, it's tough to fight. And I think that's why the first quarter, man, we did not look good at all. First we, half. First half. Uh, as long as Tyrod was in the game, yeah, we didn't look all that great at all. No. I mean, Tyrod was 10 of 11 for 125 yards and a touchdown with another on the ground. Yeah, at 144, I think, passer rating or QB. Yeah, 144. Yep. So, so, okay, so we're going to get into the defense now, I see. Can I, can I start it off <laughs> with the defense? So I, I don't know if this is the root cause of everything. I really don't. But – I'm going to try to keep it PG, too. <laughs> oh, we got the where, Patreon for yeah. the real stuff. So. Yeah, but where's the pressure? Where is all this? All I heard offseason, oh, man, we have these edge rushers. Man, the, the front, the beef, you know, the defensive line is excellent. These cornerbacks aren't even going to have to cover that long because we're going to get home so much. Miles Garrett, non-existent. I literally, there is no pass rush, and I don't know if it's, man, they came out and they were, they were quick releasing a little bit, but I... There were so many times, even uh, what was the backup quarterback's name? Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. Just standing back there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Miles Garrett has definitely not been what he was at the beginning of last year. Last oh. year, I mean, we were talking no. about how many plays will it take until he has a strip sack in the game because it was every yeah. single game last yeah. year. And I mean, Clowney kind of popped off the TV a little bit in the run game early where he was just destroying his guy early on, but pass rush wise, it's not there. No, it wasn't there last I, week to validate what you're saying too. Like, cause I know you were there live, so you didn't see the broadcast or yeah. listen to what they were saying. They were saying the whole game. Did you notice like toward the end of the game? We're like, we haven't even really said miles Garrett's name today. Mm-hmm. There's a guy we haven't talked about much today. And they were trying, they were literally doing things, switching him or like, cause my wife's a big miles Garrett fan. So she'd be like, Oh, he's lining up inside. Like, and I'm literally like, wow. I can't believe they're even doing that. And it didn't even matter. I think I don't yeah. think we do that near enough. Yeah, Every time I watch the game, Miles Garrett is just lined up wider and wider yep. and wider outside the tackle. Like he does, I don't know. It's like he doesn't have a move to beat this guy other than he's faster than him. So he's just widening out, widening out. So he can, so this tackle has more ground to cover and he's just right. trying to run it's around. It's like over. the running back that lines up seven yards in the backfield compared to. Four. Yeah, but well, hey, good. You're going to get around them, but by the time you do, the ball's too gone. Late. Yeah, you weren't here last week because you were sick. But we actually against the Chiefs pressured them forty four percent of the time. It just Dude, never. We don't. Yeah. We don't notice it because we're not getting any pressure up the middle either, yeah. which is killing us. Because Miles and Javian can get pressure, and the quarterback just steps up, and it's still a perfect pocket. Yeah. And I'm hoping this is something that's going to kind of evolve over the season kind of like we saw our offense evolve over the season last year as people got more comfortable with the the scheme and the system and everything because you know if if Garrett's widening out like that and, and trying to pull the tackle out we need to be sneaking somebody fast like Delpit or JOK around the end there to try to get in there and get the pressure so here, here's my thing so obviously Miles and Jadavion 
they need to beat their guy because our defensive scheme, it seems to be we want to only get pressure with four. And we don't want to blitz. No, no blitz. Yeah, we're not no sending anybody else. Okay. Yeah. Well, at some point, you make an adjustment, please. <laughs> if it if you if this game plan is we're going to pressure this guy with four, and we're going to be able to get to him and force him into bad throws, we're going to drop seven. Blah. If it's not working at all in the first game, and then it didn't work in the first quarter, and it didn't work in the second quarter, at some point, are you going to start dialing up some pressure? At some point, are you going to do anything different, Kerry Combs? Or you just, I mean, Joe Woods, oh, they're the same person. <laughs> or you're just going to keep doing the same thing over. And all I heard on YouTube and in my yeah. text messages from, it's the Chiefs. They do this to everybody. It's a pick your poison. Tyreek Hill had two catches last night. 14 yards. Yeah, I so, think that. So it's not. No, no. And like, okay, fine. Name me one other threat out of the wide receiving core for the Texans other than Brandon Cooks. Nico Collins and he got hurt. He's not, but but uh, he's a rookie. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Brandon Cooks is a is a Pro Bowl caliber. Every year he's he's a stud receiver for whoever's throwing in the ball. It doesn't matter for him. Agreed. Fourteen targets, nine receptions, seventy eight yards, a touchdown, and another one that was a little bit overthrown that should oh, he was he wide bomb, open. Yeah. If Davis yeah. Mills puts it on him, it's another touchdown. Just, and yeah. He's one hundred and fifty yards yesterday. Yeah, and it's one guy. One we'll guy. only have one guy. You have to, the rest of the people. One catch, two targets. One catch, one target. One yep. catch, one target. One, one guy. Guy, just like last, well last week, Kelsey. But still, you know who the guy or the guys are that you need to take out of the game, and we can't do it. No, we're and I'm so sick of the and that's all I heard. Yep. The Chiefs do this. To, no, our defense still sucks. Yeah, I, our defense still sucks. I, I kind of let a little bit get to me even during the week. People kept saying you guys are too hard on the defense, too hard on the defense, and I thought, well, okay, maybe we were. I. I'm not second guessing anything anymore. Yeah, that it, defense is not good. You got to get. I think that we have the guys. Like last year, we I didn't have the guys. Guy we, we didn't have the guys in the secondary to be able to blitz. But we went out and we drafted a corner that's played really well. We got uh, John Johnson. We brought in. We keep, we have Harrison. Now you got Delpit that's out there. You have some guys that can JOK that can hold their own. In a situation of, hey, we're going to play man to man. We're not just going to play zone. We're going to match up man to man, and you got to fend for yourself for three or three or four seconds. Probably not even four seconds because we're sending blitz. Yeah. We're going to make them have to throw the ball in two seconds. Do something different. Yeah. I mean, through eight quarters, we've done the same. With what one time we brought pressure, we almost killed the guy. Yeah. And in their defense, and this is literally the only thing that I can really think of is you have nine new starters on the defense. So maybe the chemistry is not there. And right. I mean, we talked about it all offseason. Hey, maybe we should get these guys in a game. You know, <laughs> it'd be nice to see all these guys playing together, see what we have. That's the only thing. Like, maybe it's a rush to judgment for two games with all these new guys, but still, they're athletes. Well, the other thing that you know we're, I, mean? I think, a, a part that we are really missing on this defense is you're missing that guy in the middle at the linebacker position that's just like, the coach on the field and the leader that's getting the guys in the right, like Walker's supposed to be that guy for us, but he's still new to the team. You know, he's one of the newcomers compared to, if you look at a team, I know I made a comment yesterday of Bobby Wagner. Yeah. That guy, the coach might call play, but Bobby Wagner might say, Oh no, we're doing this because this, this, and this is what their, their formation is. So we can adjust to that. And the guy makes tackles too. But well, I mean, we, we don't have anybody that I trust at the linebacker position right now. Mac Wilson is still 
awful. You Has know, he made a tackle yet? I think he's missed every one. He's the leading tackler right now. What? Which is sad. What? Yeah. So, boy, that's. And I'll say crazy. this: I keep hearing the, uh, oh, it's just a great scheme by the other team to do this to get their guys open. Well, then our defense is too predictable because every we're making every offensive coach look like Sean McVay or Kevin Stefanski. And yeah. the Tex- the Texans, I think, are going to be better than what people were expecting yeah. coming into this season. So, uh, to me, other than punting, accepting a penalty, and then punting, which was weird, mm-hmm. um, they looked to me better coached than they have been in the last five years. Okay, so. Yeah. If you look at the stat lines and everything, and, and you're watching the game, the Texans weren't able to really run the ball too well against us. And neither were the and Chiefs. Neither, neither were the Chiefs, but neither one of those teams tried. has a very good running game. Or tried because they can just throw. Exactly. So what happens when we face a team, and I'm thinking of the Bengals, with a really good running back and multiple receivers that can light us up? Not just one, not just two, but like three. And then the running back can also light us up too. Listen, if this is the defense we're going to try to out there, the Bengals will put up 500 yards on us. Oh, easy. I mean, I, I was excited to see how we would do against Tyrod because I said I called him Lamar light, super light, very light, you know, a mobile quarterback that. <laughs> he only I mean, ran once, but it was for a 15-yard touchdown. And he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He got nobody, hurt on the play. That nobody no, that was, was near. Oh, he was got it? hurt on the throw. Oh, okay, okay. But no, he, he it looked ran like the, it started there. Yeah, he ran. For, he ran once. And then, and he, Tyrod is not known as like a prolific passer. And he looked like Dan Marino against us. Yeah. He's known for no turnovers. I will just game plan it up. I won't turn the ball over. I'll give you a few rushing yards here and there, but. I mean, he diced us. Our defense, yeah. our defense is not good. And I'm not overreacting and saying fire the coach. Cause I don't think that does you any good to reset in week two or even at any point in the season. But man, if we are still this bad, Come bye week one. I don't think our record will be what we expect it to be at the bye week if we keep because we play the Bengals. We play the Vi- people like to talk crap about Kirk Cousins. He's been he, dicing people. He will up. throw for four hundred yards on. He's on, and he's got his teams almost in every single game. Yes. He rarely ever gets blown out. Even if he's an underdog, his team somehow finds a way to be within a score. And, and they, got, a, they got Thielen and they got Jefferson and, and now they got that, Cook. Uh, what's his name? KJ Osborne, mm. the yeah. third receiver. He just yeah. lit up. Uh, Oh, who they play yesterday? Why can't I Arizona. remember? Yeah, and okay. and the Cardinals will kill us. Oh, so the the defense needs to. And to what you said about chemistry, I, I think you know you can look into that a little bit. But the defense is always way easier to get that than offense. You yeah. always hear about defense is way ahead of the offense in camp because it's, it's see ball get ball. It's yeah. it's way easier to figure that out than it is on offense. Offense is about timing, rhythm. Defense is about knowing your zone. Or your guy getting to the ball and tackling the ball. So I'm going to go kind of the opposite way of what you went of. You're worried about we're going to be playing some of these more prolific offenses that got all these weapons and what are they going to do? How are we going to stop them? We're going to have to change things up. I'm worried about going up against a really good defense because I think the Texans defense is better than what the Chiefs defense is, or at least we made them look like that this week. Last week, I felt really good about... The loss, you know, Blake, you made that comment. I felt better after the loss last week than the win this week because I thought we looked better in that game than we did in this one. I mean, I think that the Bears defensively, what they just did to the Bengals, if they're able to slow us down, now we got to do we got to are we going to have to rely on our defense to get a stop? Because I don't even know if it matters if you have elite weapons because 
we haven't proved that that is a thing that the, we can stop the thing anyway. With this, no, the Texans defense, though, we did still score thirty-one. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. We scored thirty. Right, points. but if you think about it, they gave us our first score with the muff punt. If that doesn't happen, we don't score right away because yep. that was a huge thing. Because we came out flat. Could you imagine Texans get the ball? They go right down the field and score. I mean, that change that changes the outlook of the game yep. too, especially the starting point. Well, so I just I think that I you see- know going forward, if we play a really good defense that can slow down our offense, I think that's going to be... I see what you're saying, but I don't... Our quarterback got hurt and then came out and went 9 of 9, 100 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think the problem... I don't think we have any issues offensively. Right. I'm talking about going against the Ravens defense, at Steelers defense at... I don't know if there's elite is what people thought. I wouldn't be worried about the Steelers. (laughs) No, they just... They just can't score. Yeah, exactly. TJ Watt got hurt. We can outscore them. So, no, and I know what you're saying. Like, it didn't look as explo- – I think the Chiefs' defense is booty. I oh, think, I think, I think it's bad, and night. I think they they're can't vulnerable. Stop. I mean, we threw all over them, but it was proven last night that they can't stop the run. And Lamar even started out trying to lose the game. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they cannot stop the run. Kansas City cannot stop the run. And we saw that with – I mean, we ran the ball well on them. We just decided that we were – they ended up trying, I think, to stop the run, and then we just threw all over them. They tried to stop the run last night and it didn't work. No, they're, they're very vulnerable this year. This is the, the Browns got to get healthy and they need to figure the defense out because this is it. This is the year. The yeah. Chiefs, the Chiefs are still good. They're very beatable this year. Yes, they are. They're very beatable. They are not invincible this year. Yeah. It's saying we saw with the Bills. Josh Allen looks like two years ago, Josh Allen. Yeah. And, and they, the, the Miami win 35 nothing. It's a good win. Miami's Tua got hurt. Tua st- Tua, Miami's not what they were last year. No. So this is the year. This is our year. We have to get this figured out. Joe Woods has to get this figured out. And we're not the only ones worried about it. There, It's everywhere. A lot of people are, are worried about the defense. Yeah. And I'm not making any more excuses for him. I'm going to be I'm going to be hard on the defense until, until this it's gets good. fixed. We put That's a, a problem. lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of money, a lot of equity, draft capital, whatever you want to call everything in that defense. And I'm going to say this. There's all these players we brought in. They're top picks. They were t- highly sought after free agents. Yep. They didn't get worse at football. <laughs> they didn't forget how to play football. We're not using them correctly or we're not putting them in the right position to utilize their strengths because we saw it last year. I'm not saying Anderson or uh, – not Anderson Verigel. Uh Sandejo. <laughs> Sandejo is yeah. is was an all. We weren't expecting him to be an all world safety, but he was a competent football player before he played in this system. And now is he? He just got, yeah, signed, he got right? signed somewhere else. But he yeah. was out of the league for a while. For a whole, nobody picked him up because hmm. he was a laughing stock last year in this system. And it's happening again. It's 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 not acceptable. No, and that's whenever things start to become a pattern. Yes. Not just like an isolated whatever. So it's it is. I'm worried about it. I am. So that's what went wrong. The defense still has us fired up. Offensively, it wasn't the way we wanted it to be, but it got the job done. And I think we came out flat. It took a quarter and a half, two quarters to get the offensive line kind of going, get get the juices flowing, and then Chubb ran all over him in the second half. Yeah, the, and honestly, the whole game just was weird yesterday for me anyway watching it at home i just felt like the, the whole game was flat there wasn't nfl in general yeah even, even if you look just at fantasy scores they're they were down compared to week one they're just a lot of injuries and just oh kind of a, a lot of people just a lot of teams just came out and i mean the saints the saints looked like the second coming of 
the Super Bowl winners and then got stomped by the Panthers. <laughs> You know, so there's a lot of weird stuff in the NFL yesterday. I mean, I felt like, I don't know, Justin, if it felt like that for you, but at being at the game, but I felt like it was like after every play, somebody was hurt yeah. like yesterday. Like, yeah. oh, somebody's down. Oh. Here we go. Another time that's, out. That's something we can just mention real quick. That was, that was rough. To, I mean, I'm sure it was rough. At, at the, the stadium, game, like, what, Baker? Um, at least so at home, sucks. I could get up and go do something. I wanted to tell you guys hurt. this. You guys were like all texting. You're like, oh man, long break here. This is not good, blah, blah. It was literally like a 10 second deal. <laughs> he literally was like, ah, oh, man, that hurts. And they literally, they sat him up on and just, he was gone. Right. And then, you know, right to the 10. We're like, oh, the cart must be coming out. I guess they're coming to get it. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah. They, just <laughs> they come back from a commercial and they got the paddles out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's taking a turn. It's taking a turn for the worst. Yeah. Right. Oh, but, man. Yeah. Well, well, it was really quick, really quick. <sighs> Well, you know, that's the good, that was the bad, and the ugly from this past week. Um, thanks for checking out another episode of The Dogs. Make sure to let us know what you think of this new format. We actually still went a little long here because we have diarrhea mouth. But let us know if you like this two episodes a week format or if you want it to go back to the way it was. It's up to you guys. Um, for everybody that's a Dog Pack member, we'll see you on the After Hours show. And to everyone else, we'll see you in a few days when we preview the Bears matchup and make our game picks. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member at jointhedogs.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.